Have you set a goal recently? This year, I'm going to lose weight. This year, I'm going to make more money. This year, I'm going to convince my boyfriend to marry me. I'm going to enjoy being single. I'm doing it. I'm starting a business. I'm going to work out more. I'm going to work on my marriage. I'm going to leave my marriage. I'm going to quit drinking coffee. What? What? Oh, no, wait. I'm going to quit putting sugar in my coffee. Okay, 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 that's better. Hello and welcome to this fun and insightful episode of Big Lash Energy. I'm your host, Jaina Marie. It's important to set goals. Tony Robbins said, setting goals is the first step to turning the invisible into the visible. So three cheers for good intentions. I love that you want to make your life better, that you're dreaming and scheming of ways to improve or deciding on what's important to you and where you want to focus your energy. But setting a goal is only the first step on an often long journey towards success. While it's easy to state what we might want in life or what we aspire towards, putting a plan into action and making it happen is an entirely different animal. Did you know that a staggering 94% of people don't reach their goals? That only 1% of New Year's resolutions make it to the following year? In fact, we're so comfortable giving up on our goals that there's actually a day, the second Friday after January 1st to be specific, that's been coined Quitter's Day, because it's the day when most resolutions have come to a sad and dreary end. Today we mourn the death of another New Year's resolution. Here lies a good intention. Rest in peace to our hopes and dreams. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is so sad. I never thought this could happen. All I wanted was to lose 10 pounds by April. <laughs> <laughs> didn't have to end this way. So bust out that bucket list and dust off your vision board. Today, we're going to explore the art of setting goals. We'll discuss the top three reasons so many end up in the wishful thinking graveyard and what we can do to increase our chances of success. I have a feeling you're going to be surprised when you hear my take on why so many dreams don't become a reality. So sad. I never thought this could happen. Let's go. Welcome to Big Lash Energy, dedicated to helping you navigate life's hurdles with your head held high. We're celebrating wins, learning from our losses, and laughing at ourselves along the way. <laughs> now here's your favorite hype woman, Jaina Marie. Jaina Marie. I want to start off by saying I'm a huge fan of setting goals, but I'm not a big fan of New Year's resolutions, and there's three reasons why. First, as a true Aquarian, I hate doing what everyone else is doing. It just feels so predictable to me. Secondly, we see January 1st as a fresh start or a new beginning, but I feel the same way about every single morning that I wake up. You could choose to have a new beginning at any time that you really want to make a change. And that leads me to number three, which is, in my opinion, if there's something you are serious enough about, you wouldn't wait till January 1st to start working towards it. You'd want to get started right now. I had a moment like this just earlier today. In fact, I was unwrapping my second chocolate egg and I was thinking to myself, I should start eating healthy. Then I popped that baby in my mouth and thought, tomorrow. <laughs> it obviously isn't important enough to me because right now I still want to be eating this chocolate egg. <laughs> 
Regardless of what I think, if January 1st is the thing that you need to be motivated or inspired to be a better version of yourself, then all the power to you. Goal setting is an effective way to achieve something, build self-esteem as well as self-confidence and improve overall health. However, whenever we fail at our goals, it can have the exact opposite effect. Let me explain. Every time we tell ourselves that there's something that we're going to achieve, it's like we're making a promise to us. When we give up early or we don't follow through, we start to learn that we don't take ourselves seriously. And I don't know about you, but I'm far more dedicated to things that I told other people that I'd do for them than things that I do for me. For example, let's say I told myself I was gonna ride my Peloton for 30 minutes every day. That's not a hard goal, right? So I'd say out loud, at 7 p.m., I'm gonna ride my bike for 30 minutes. Hell, I've even put it on my calendar. Then someone calls, I get distracted, I end up doing other things or something's asked of me and suddenly I realize it's 7.30 and I've missed my appointment with me. Now, if I had a client coming over at 7 p.m., on the other hand, I'd plan my entire day around making sure I was dressed and ready with a clean house by then. There's no way I'd let someone else down. In fact, I don't think I've ever let anyone else down. I'll follow through with things I really don't want to do just for the simple fact that I said I would. Can you relate? Sometimes life gets in the way. And actually, here's the perfect example. Recently, I came home from Mexico and I knew I was going to have some time off to, or I thought I was going to have some time to focus on me and get back in shape by my 41st birthday on February 9th. I was going to consider it a gift to myself. So I spent a few hours writing out an entire plan that I was calling 15 Weeks to Greatness. I had a schedule for eating and a plan for how and when I was going to work out. Then the very next day ended up being so stressful that I took a weed gummy to relax my brain and I ended up munching my way through every single edible thing in my house. (laughs) I woke up the next day, did the walk of shame through my kitchen, you know, past all the crumbs and wrappers. And I said to myself, all right, looks like it's 14 weeks and six days till greatness. (laughs) After that, I suddenly had a 16 year old staying with me who wanted to flex her kitchen skills by making me a spaghetti dinner, which is beautiful, right? Well, I gulped as I watched her stir half a bag of shredded cheese into the tomato sauce. And as I enjoyed one of the cake pops she made for dessert, I thought, 14 weeks to greatness it is. (laughs) The problem is if we let this happen too often, if we consistently let ourselves down, eventually we don't trust ourselves or believe in our own ability to achieve the next goal. For this reason, keeping our promises to ourselves is more important than we think. So let's set ourselves up for success, shall we? There are all kinds of psychological reasons that you may not be successful at reaching your goals, but today I want to focus on the logistical things, the mistakes that we make in the actual planning process. After doing all kinds of research and taking my own experience into consideration, I've narrowed down the three biggest mistakes that we make when trying to achieve something. Now, after I tell you these three mistakes, I'm going to ask you a question for this next year that's quite possibly life-changing. So stick around. Number one, our goals are often too broad or just not specific enough. So it's important to be as concise as possible when stating your goals. Then it makes them more real and tangible. You can't get a bullseye if you don't know where the target is, right? And there's no way to properly measure your success otherwise. So if you say something like, I want to save money this year, that could mean having 500 in the bank or having 50,000 in the bank. It's very important how you state your specific goal. I'm a huge believer in the power of words. So instead of saying, I want to, 
let's say I'm going to. So let's workshop this money goal. We need an amount and it has to be realistic. So we don't just pull a number out of our butt. We have to do some research, figure out where you could save money, the expenses you could get rid of, and the math to figure out what you could actually save after paying your bills if you're being responsible. So for the sake of this episode, let's make it $50,000. Next, we need to make a timeline, which also depends on the calculations that you've done. And lastly, we need that positive wording. So what started off as I want to save money this year, it's going to be changed to I'm going to have $50,000 in the bank by the end of the summer. That's a much more tangible goal. Now, if we apply this to losing weight, we could say I want to lose weight. Or we could say, I'm going to lose 10 pounds by my birthday in April, or even better yet, I'm going to lose two inches off my waist by April. Because as I've said in past episodes, it's always better to go by measurements than weight because as you gain muscle, it weighs more than fat. So weighing yourself could actually be very counterproductive. Anyways, the second mistake that lots of us make is we don't make a plan immediately. So if we go back to our goal of saving money, we need to ask ourselves, how are we going to save money? So let's say we decide that we're not going to buy coffee this year. We're going to bring it ourselves or make it at home. Or let's say we're going to eat at home more or no more DoorDash. Those things would immediately save money. But without actual tangible changes, how in the world are you just going to randomly save money? When it comes to losing weight, it's the same thing. We could make little individual goals like I'm not going to drink my calories this year or I'm going to stop eating chips late at night or I'm only going to have dessert on Saturdays. Or what about I'm going to drink four glasses of water a day? They're all small changes that could make a very big difference. But without them, there's not really a way to actually make change. I'll admit it. I'm a total nerd when it comes to statistics. I was Googling the most popular New Year's resolutions over the past few years, and it's generally been the same players rearranged in different orders every year. But this year, there's something new that wasn't even in the top 20 back in 2019, and it was 10th in the list last year. For 2024, the third most popular New Year's resolution after the very predictable better fitness and number two, which was improve finance, which makes sense during a recession. Number three was improve my mental health. How cool. I love seeing mental health as a priority. But again, how? Instead of saying I'm going to improve my mental health, why not say this year I'm going to find a counselor by February who I'm going to talk to once every two weeks and I'm going to either meditate or take a walk outside for at least 20 minutes each day. See the difference? Now lastly, and this one is by far the most important and one that is often overlooked. The third thing we do wrong when we're trying to set our goals is we're not prepared for fuck-ups. And that's a technical term. You need to be ready to rededicate yourself after you fall. The reason why so many New Year's resolutions end quick is because people stop as soon as they mess up. But achieving your goals isn't about perfection. It's mostly about rededication. I'm going to say that again. Achieving your goals isn't about perfection. It's about rededication. If by the second Friday in January, you've finally given into temptation and sucked back a venti sugar cookie frappuccino with extra whip and sprinkles, it doesn't have to mean it's game over. You simply rededicate yourself and try your best the next day. Expect setbacks because failure is a part of the journey, not the end of it. In fact, you could try and find motivation in failure. 
The key is to keep your eyes on the prize and continue making steps in that direction, even if it means you fumble a few times along the way. Because really, when you think of it, the whole point of New Year's resolutions is to keep becoming a better version of ourselves every year, right? Now, for the very important question that I said I was going to ask you, I've been doing a lot of thinking, and especially after looking at all these statistics of the most important things that people are trying to make as their resolutions each year, and I'm looking at money, and I'm looking at weight loss, and I couldn't help but ask myself, how would my resolution change if this was my last year? If this was my last year. I know it seems kind of dark and dreary and strange to ask, but you may right now have people who were here last year and aren't here now. Life is not guaranteed. We're not promised tomorrow. So again, how would your resolution change if this was your last year? Would you be worried about weight loss? Would you be worried about squirreling away as much money as possible? Or would you be thinking about enjoying each moment, spending time with your family, loving the people around you? That, in my opinion, is the way that you have the best 2024 possible. And those are the goals that I want to strive for. Now, with this new question in mind, do you have any goals for this year? This is the year I forgive myself. This year, I'm going to stop obsessing over my weight. This is the year I'll be kind to myself. This is the year I'm going to show up for me. This is the year I'm not going to play small. This is the year I'll be open to love. This is the year I'm going to look for the blessings. This is the year year I'm I'm going to be love. Thanks so much for listening. I hope that you found this helpful. If you know someone else who could use this advice or someone who needs a little BLE in their life, could you pretty please share this show with them? I hear every time you do, someone else sets a goal and has the best 2024 ever. Thanks again for pressing play. I can't wait to talk with you next week. Until then, please go be your most fabulous self. And don't forget to spread that badass big lash energy everywhere you go. Thanks so much and happy new year.
Would you fit me in if you can? Uh, I know you the one with the plan. Yeah, there's no time to waste. Would you make me up? Could you make me up right now?